Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And as always, we are here to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. Can't forget about them true crimes. Nope, nope, nope. You're very excited for this episode, aren't you? I am so, so, so excited. This is a weird one because you can watch this for Halloween and you can also watch it for Christmas. Yeah. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the 1993 Disney movie, Nightmare Before Christmas, which we went back and forth on this if we were going to do it in October or if we were going to do it in December, but we ultimately just said, no, we've got to do it in Halloween because most of this movie is based in Halloween Town. Yeah. Plus, the director himself confirmed in a 2015 interview that it was a Halloween movie. I let you take the reins for this one, because (laughs) this being one of your favourite films of all time, I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. (laughs) Just me. Get all the facts. I'm letting you take full control of this episode. Well, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So why don't you start off with some facts, because they look really cool. Some of these I've never even heard of. Well, you're about to be enlightened, darling. I am, because I thought this was Tim Burton's movie. Look, it technically is, and it's probably a bit confusing because his name is on top of the title of the movie when you're watching it. Um, So, yeah, Tim Burton wrote and produced it, but he didn't direct it. A friend, um, Henry Selleck, directed it for him. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, But I thought he did, like, the whole thing. So did I, because it's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. So I'm like, who's done everything? Yeah, but it was basically because he created it. So he used to actually work for Disney, and this movie is based on a poem that he wrote, and the poem just was about three of the characters in the movie, so it's about Jack Skellington, Zero, and Santa Claus. Um, and yeah, and he pitched the idea to Disney in 1983, but they turned it down because they were like, no, this is too scary for kids, which I get. I understand. I, I do get. Cause it's not the Disney vibe. <laughs> when I was like, we are a horror podcast. I was like, is it technically a horror movie? I had to search it up <laughs> because I'm like, oh, people going to be like antsy about this. Cause well, it's our first movie. We're not talking about any kills. Yeah. No, nothing. Our first musical. Yes. It is a fantasy horror, so it counts. Ha ha. This does count, and we can cover it. Too bad if it wasn't. <laughs> exactly. I think I had no choice in the matter. It was either going to be, as I said, it was either going to be Halloween or it was going to be for Christmas. Yeah. I'm finding it crazy that Jack's actually, his first appearance was in the movie Beetlejuice, which I fucking love that movie. Yeah, so there's like a scene and, like, it's not him in itself it's like an image or a being that looks exactly like him wow yeah that's pretty cool yeah because tim burton also worked on beetlejuice so it makes sense and reading here that this movie took over three years to make you can see it because everything is in stop motion yeah so you know that's going to take forever and at the peak of making this movie there was 120 people working on it that's fucking crazy. That's not including the animators as well. That's just the people doing the stop motion-y stuff. Wow. Not the people editing it. Alrighty. So who are our main characters that we will be following through this movie? Okay. So we have Jack Skellington. Yes. Sally, the mayor, Dr. Finkelstein, Locke, Shock and Barrel. Which are the three kids, right? Yes. And Oogie Woogie. Oh, yes. Your favourite. I love <laughs> Oogie Woogie. Even though he's in the movie for about 20 minutes, I love him so much. (laughs) I don't know why. I just attach to him as a character straight away because he's a smart ass. He's up himself. Yeah. Like all the things I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. And I just went straight to him. I'm like, as soon as he's in this film. You're in. I'm in. I'm in (laughs) for the long haul. But I'm in for the long haul for the whole movie because this is awesome. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know this movie existed. Um, And then I was in high school and on Halloween we had this assembly. And at the start of the assembly they played the opening scene of this movie and the song. And I was like, what is this masterpiece? And one of my friends was like, oh, it's this movie here. You can borrow my DVD. I'll bring it to school tomorrow and you can watch it. And I just fell in love. 
I have not watched this movie as much as I do now. <laughs> it's thanks to you. You're welcome. So me bringing you into horror <laughs> and now you making me watch Nightmare Before Christmas twice a year. Yes, I do watch it twice a year, every year. So I have to. It's my, it's my little tradition. Go on your ho- Halloween movie binge watch and your Christmas binge watch. Yeah, like best of both worlds. <laughs> you do get a best of both worlds and a bit of Hannah Montana there. <laughs> How do we, like, honestly, how do we give a little synopsis without spoiling it for anyone? It's basically these characters come from a certain world and live in a certain town. The ruler, leader, the hero of this town is over it. So he's looking for something new, steps into something that he should not have stepped into. It's not his business, but he makes it his business and decides to ruin everything. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Very unintentionally. (laughs) Like he thinks he is doing the right thing the whole time until basically shit goes sideways and then he's like, oh, no, I've I've messed up here. And then realises that. He is who he is. Yeah. And he can't. I think that's why I like this movie because it's a bit of like, you know, he's having some problems with his like identity and he feels like he's not himself and he's, you know, everyone wants him to be this person and he doesn't want to be this person anymore. He wants something new. So he's trying to find it. And then all along he just needed this little shove and this little like bit of um, like self-confidence in himself. Yeah. And he's like, no, like I am this person. I'm happy. Like, I love who I am. And I was like, I think that's why I like it. It's weird now that we talk about it and how you can take that lesson into real life. Yeah. Like, most of us are in a job that we hate and we just, like, we're trying to find that new thing to do, but... It's hard. It's hard. And then you end up, like, I need something new. I'm not liking myself. I'm not, like, I feel like I'm stuck to then eventually be like, actually, no, I am in love with myself. I'm yeah. happy where I am. I'm stable. Yeah. Like, let's go on with life. Yeah. I think I think that is why I like this movie so much because it's not just a movie. No. Like, it, there's deep shit in it. <laughs> Very deep shit for a kid's movie too. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, this ain't no Coraline where oh, it just scares the no, thank absolute you. <laughs> shit out of you. Like, it's not, it's not a scary movie. Like, I could see how it can scare some kids. Yeah. But it's not scary. It's more lighthearted and fun. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. So the movie starts and we've got a narrator reading this poem. So it reads, "'Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place perhaps you have seen in your dreams. For the story you are about to be told took place in the holiday worlds of old. Now you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you've begun. And so while this poem's being read out, we're seeing like a forest of sorts and there's all these trees in a circle and facing each other are all these doors that have these symbols on them. Yes. So we have the clover that represents St. Paddy's Day. We have the firework, Independence Day. Heart, Valentine's Day, the decorative egg for Easter, turkey, Thanksgiving, the decorated Christmas tree for Christmas, and the jack-o'-lantern for Halloween, which is the door we enter through. Yeah. And I see you've written best opening song of the movie ever, because is it This Is Halloween? Yes. That is a good song. All the songs in this movie are awesome. And was I right in saying, or well, am I right in saying that all these songs were written before the script was actually written? Yes. <laughs> so basically, um, Tim Burton talked with Danny Elfman, who wrote all the songs and also is Jack's singing voice, and basically explained to him about the movie and things like that. And Danny just went off and did his thing. Did his thing, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, so basically, the song starts and we see this sign that says Halloween Town, and there's like a figure propped up on a stake, I guess, with a pumpkin head with the Halloween town sign above him. And, yeah, all the citizens of the town are singing about how good the town is and saying, like, this is Halloween, you know? Yeah. Um, And, yeah, so they go through the whole song saying, like, what they do and, like, who they are. And, yeah, basically Skeleton Jack is the hero of the town. He's the pumpkin king. And he is dragged through the town 
um, he's wearing a pumpkin on his head and he's on a wooden horse and he's being dragged by a noose, which I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) come on. Um, But, yeah, someone hands him a torch, like a fire torch, and he lights himself on fire and he just dances around and then he jumps in a lake. Bit of a showboater, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, jumps in this, like, fountain and emerges in all his glory and it is majestic, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Majestic as fuck. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and then ever like that's the end of the song. Everyone's clapping, cheering for each other, and yeah, everyone is obsessed with Jack. Like the witches are like, "Oh my god, you're amazing!" <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> am I wrong? No, you're not. Because they do fawn over him. Like yeah. everyone falls <clears throat> over him. Even Sally, who is the other main character, which I find it convenient that like most of the movie she's locked away in a tower, like a princess would be. Yeah. Waiting for her Prince Charming to save her. But he doesn't come save her. No, she kind of saves herself in this film. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's a <laughs> classic. It's a good twist on a classic. Yeah. So basically, yeah, Sally's hiding behind a tree while, like, sort of looking at Jack from afar. And the doctor comes up and grabs her. And he's like, the deadly nightshade you tried to poison me with wore off Sally. You're not ready for so much excitement. So Sally is Dr. Finkelstein's creation. Yeah. He was lonely, he was bored, and he made her in his lab. Was he like a daughter figure to him? Um, would you I don't say? know. Yeah. I, I think some of the bits, it seems it's a bit more than that. And he just wanted a companion. Other times it just seems like he wanted, like, a maid or a servant. Yeah, it does seem that way. Yeah. But, yeah, and she's, like, protesting and saying, like, no, like, I'm ready. Like, I, I can't be in that tower anymore. And as he's, like, pulling her away, she rips, like, one of her seams apart so her arm falls off. Mm-hmm. And he, like, topples over in his wheelchair <laughs> and she runs off and he's, like, really mad about it. And he's, like, cursing her and her arm is, like, hitting him on the top of the head. And he's like, ow, ow, ow. And I just thought that was really funny. I think he's the only character I didn't like yeah, in this film. Yeah, he just annoys me. He creeps me out. Which is weird. As I said, I love the main villain in this film. Yeah. But I feel like Dr. Finkelstein. Is a villain in his own right. Is a villain in his own right. And he's worse than Oogie Boogie. Might yeah. be a bit controversial to say <laughs> that. But he's worse than him. Like, yeah. you've locked away Sally. She just wants to get out into the world. And you just went, nah, fuck ya. Stay in your tower. Yeah. Cook me dinner, bitch. Basically. Basically. <laughs> so, yeah, and the, we, we cut back to all the townsfolk still fawning over Jack and he just looks so uncomfortable, but he's thanking them. He's like, thank you. Like, really, thank you. You can you can stop. And then... Putting on that fake smile, really. Yeah. Um, and then the mayor starts to give out his awards. So, you know, like, who's drank the most blood? Oh, the vampires. The <laughs> like, of course. But while he's doing that, he Jack manages to slip away and escape. Oh, fuck. I love the mayor. <laughs> I love how he's got, like, his Two happy faces. face. And then when he's anxious, he just flips yeah. around. Like, it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, some of the characters in this film. Yeah. They had so much time to think about him, I reckon. Well, over three years, you'd have heaps of time to, to think about him. Yeah. Oh, this movie. <laughs> yeah, Jack walks past a mariachi band and he flicks him a coin and the saxophonist goes like, what does what he say? Nice work, bone daddy. <laughs> Which I just laugh. And he's like, yeah, thanks. Just like last year. And the year before that. And the year before that. And the year before that. So we're, this is where we're finding out Jack is pretty much done. Yeah, he's he, not happy and he's just over it. He's like, it's just the same same shit every year. I need something new. And then we cut to Sally and she's in a graveyard, like stuffing her arm with leaves because it's open because she hasn't, she hasn't got her arm. And when the gate opens and she sees Jack coming through, she like panics and like hides behind a tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack goes into... Or we, we, he walks past this uh, this cute little grave set up for his dog, Zero. Yeah. We meet Zero. He's very cute. Zero is very cute. A and little ghosty dog. This is where Jack starts to sing his song about how he's, he's done being, which I see you've written in uh, capital letters, The Pumpkin King. 
Which it is, it is a good song. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just, he's basically like, I'm done. I want something new. I'm tired of the same old shit. I feel an emptiness beginning to grow. But yeah, he's just like. Yeah, and he know. feels like no one else would understand what he's going through. Like he says, but who he would ever understand that the pumpkin king with his skeleton grin would tire of his crown if they only understood he'd give it all up if only he could. And yeah, this as he leaves, Sally comes out from hiding and says to herself in a way, I know how you feel. So she feels like she's trapped. Yeah. And she's like, doesn't want to tell him because she's nervous because yeah. it's Jack. Yeah, and she's got a crush on him. Yeah. Um, so then she's going through the cemetery and picking up all her herbs, like deadly nightshade, which is what she uses to poison the doctor, which I <laughs> think is funny. That's classic. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets back home and she's putting all her herbs away and you hear the doctor um, coming back. And he's like, oh, Sally, like, you're back. And she's like, yeah, well, like, I had to. And he holds up her arm and he's like, for this? And she's like, mm-hmm. And he goes, all right, come on, like, let's go fix you back up. So they go up to the lab where he's fixing her arm and he's like, I made you. I own you. You need to stay here. And she goes, but I'm bored. Like, can't you just make some, like, make someone else to be a friend for me or make someone else to be a friend for you and let me go? And he's like, no, I want you. And I'm like, let her go. Being a bit controlling. Yeah. Like, yeah, over-possessive of Sally. It's gross. It is gross. (laughs) Because you hear about, that can happen in real life, someone being over-possessive of someone, like in a relationship. Like, oh, you can't go out with your friends, but I can go out with mine. Like, I can go do all the things I want to do, but you... You have to stay at home. You have to stay at home and be bored. Yeah. It's weird how many life lessons are in this film. Yeah, it's crazy. Like... Being that now we dive in and delve into these movies for you now realise I'm now realising all the life lessons. It's not just an amazing movie. Well, I'm not getting much <laughs> life lessons from a slasher. I mean, you could. Or how to no. run away. Yeah. Don't run up the stairs. <laughs> Don't be that dickhead. Just run out the front door. And Basically, get out of there. that's probably the only lesson you'll learn in a slasher. But like in this movie, being that it's for kids, there's such as we said, there's such heavy topics. Yeah. And but it's done in such a way that it doesn't, like, feel like it's jammed down your throat or that it's, like, too much for kids to handle, I guess. Like, I remember watching this as a kid. I'm like, ha singing skeleton, singing zombie-like things, singing yeah. vampires. Like, this is great. Now, as an adult, I'm like, holy shit, I feel the way that Jack feels. Yeah. I feel the way that Sally feels. Like, I'm definitely anxious like the mayor. Yeah. Like, I can be. And then I can have that happy space. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, again, one of the reasons why it is one of my favourite movies ever. And, honestly, it's starting to become one of mine. Yeah. Um, Anyway, back to the movie. So, Jack's walking through the woods um, and Zero's just barking at him because Zero wants to play. And Jack's like, not now, Zero. Like, I I can't be bothered. But he just keeps going. So, Jack's like, all right. So, he breaks the rib off and throws it. Into the woods for Zero to find and play fetch. But Zero can't find it. And his little nose turns into a light. Yeah. So he can use it as like a little flashlight. Yeah. Which I think is the cutest thing ever. It is pretty cute. (laughs) Zero is awesome. Yeah. Zero is very cool. So then the next scene is it's the next morning and the mayor pulls up to Jack's house and he's humming the This Is Halloween song (laughs) and he's all happy. He walks up the stairs, rings the bell, no answer. Rings the bell again, no answer. Knocks on the door, no answer. He then switches to his anxious face and he's <laughs> panicking. And he's like, Jack, like, where are you? And you can see in the background the mariachi band from the night before is like walking up and standing in front of Jack's gate. Yeah. Just like watching what is happening. And he's like, you know, I, I'm, an, I'm only an elected official. Like, I can't make these decisions by myself. <laughs> Because he's there to plan for the next Halloween. Which is funny how he's panicking. He's like, Already. oh, the next Halloween's in like 365 days. We haven't got time to fuck around. And I'm like, right? it's a year away, mate. You've got time. But yeah, as a last resort, he grabs his bloody microphone, like megaphone thing, and he's like screaming. And in his screaming, he falls downstairs. <laughs> Like, fully rolls down Jack's stairs at his front door and lands at the gate and the mariachi band, like, one of the guys is like, he's not home. 
<laughs> can see that. Look, so we watched all this happen and didn't say a word. And just then, after he ate shit yeah. on the ground. Oh, yeah, mate, just to let you know, he's not he's home. He's not home. But then the mayor's like, well, where is he? And then one of the other guys is like, well, he hasn't been home all night. So then the mayor extra panics. Um, God, I love this mayor. Yeah. It just looks like our own government at times, honestly. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> um, so then we go back to Jack and he's walking through the forest and he's been walking all night. Yeah. And he's tired and he's like, where am I? And Zero, like, is that kind of like dog that you'd expect him to be, like the protective, like he's a bit cautious of things. And Jack finds himself at the circle of holiday doors and he's like looking around. He's like, where am I? And then he sees the Christmas door and he is like, you see, he doesn't have eyeballs. He just has holes. Which you had a fun fact about this one. Yeah. So when they were making the movie, Tim Burton and Henry Selleck were fighting with Disney because Disney wanted him to have like eyeballs. And they were like, no. Like if anything, they didn't even want him to have anything. They didn't want him to have eye holes at all. But they were like, you know, we kind of need it to show expression. And Disney thought it might be a bit too creepy. But Burton and Selleck were like, no, if you want him to have eyes, he's going to just have black holes. And that's it. Which makes sense because he's a damn skull. I know. <laughs> He'd be more terrifying with, with eyeballs. eyeballs in could you, oh my god! Could you imagine? Oh yeah, they kind of they do in Coco. Yeah, but that's a totally different movie. That's like a that's like celebrating what Day of the Dead. Yeah, they're skeletons with eyeballs. Yeah, but that is a Day of the Dead skull. I would say. I don't know. I haven't delved into that. I know I've got a Day of the Dead girl tatted on my arm <laughs> because I love that style. Yeah. And I've always, I always wanted it as a teenager. Mm. Um, I never really delve into the holiday yeah. until yeah. I got the tattoo. Mm. And it's really cool. But mm. we're not talking about that holiday. No. We we can't do mm. Coco. It's not a horror movie. I'll make it one. No. <laughs> it's not a Disney podcast, even though we're doing a Disney movie. Let me know if you want us to cover Coco because done. Co- we are not covering Coco. You're no fun. We're not covering Coco. <laughs> okay, so basically he sees this Christmas door, his eye holes light up. Like you see him looking at like in like awe of this door. So he walks over and like opens the door, peeks in, and he turns around and like shrugs to zero like, what is this? And then this gust of wind comes out from the door with like snow and like bell sounds and the snow and wind like wraps around Jack and like pulls him in. And then Zero's like, oh, where's he gone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he falls down into like this like wormhole type thing with like all these snowflakes everywhere and bell sounds and he lands in this snow. Yes. And then he begins singing his next song called What's This? Uh, this is probably my favourite song <laughs> other than the Oogie Boogie song, but I can't listen to it the same now because me being the massive metalcore fan I am, but when I was getting into metalcore, I'm sorry I kept going off track <laughs> on movies, but when I was going into metalcore, I got into a lot of those punk goes pop albums. Like the covers? Yeah, and- the covers and stuff. So I found this band from England called Chugaboom, and I adore them. Like, they're one of my favorite I bands ever. You took a while to get used to them because I'd play them endlessly. I'm one of those dudes, if I find a good song... He plays it on repeat. On repeat for, like, three weeks. Yeah. Like, the new Blink song's already in my on repeat. It's been out for, what, three days, yeah. four days? So I remember it was in COVID, and I'm sitting... It's coming around to Christmas... And they start busting out Christmas covers. Yeah. And they released one every day. And it got to the sixth or seventh day. And they did What's This? So now I can't hear this song without Levi, the lead singer's head, a uh, voice in my head, like screaming the lyrics yeah. at me. <laughs> and I remember I, I was meal prepping for the week. And I'm there singing the Chugga Boom version. And I'm like, I'm so sorry if I'm annoying you. I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) I just like my Danny Elfman in this version right now. Yeah, we'll get to the Chugga Boom one in December. (laughs) I don't don't even play it in December. I play it all year round. But yeah, he gets into, would you say, Christmas Town? Yeah. And he's like, what is this? Like, it's not like, it's nothing like Halloween. There's no kids throwing heads around. They're throwing snowballs. Like, there's lights everywhere. Everything's so colourful. Everyone's just... Happy. Just just seems happy. Yeah. And he's like, this is awesome. Yeah. 
And I think one of like the last lines in the song is he says, I've never felt so good before. This empty place inside of me is filling up. So he's finally found the thing that's going to bring him happiness. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's nice. But back in Halloween town, everyone is freaking out because Jack is missing. And like, they're all like talking about like where he could be. And everyone's like, we've checked everywhere. So then the mayor's like, we need to sound the alarm. And so Sally hears the alarm from her tower and she gets up a plan to drug the doctor again to be able to escape. Which I love this part because she puts, what, frog's breath in it, realises, oh, shit, that's going to be too bitter. And then she puts... Wormswort. Wormswort in it. And he, she gives it to the doctor and he can smell all these things are in it. And so he's, he's like, like, suspicious. Like, oh, you're trying to drug me again. She's like, no, 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 I'm not. Here, I'll try some. Smart play. Ev- smartest play ever. Grabs a spoon from her sock that has holes in it. So when she lifts up it the drains spoon, it out. It already, it's already gone. So she's like, mmm, so good. And he's like, oh, okay. And drinks the whole bowl. Yeah, doesn't even use a spoon. And then he's knocked out in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, so yeah, all the citizens are like, they don't know what to do. Jack's missing how are they supposed to go on without Jack? Yeah, because, you know, there's only 365 (laughs) days till the next Halloween. What are they going to do without the Pumpkin King? But then, yeah, and then they they hear, like, Zero barking in the distance and they're like, what's that? And they're like, oh, my God, it's Zero. And then Jack drives in on a bloody snowmobile. (laughs) Like, with so much stuff with him, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So then everyone's like, like, the mayor's like, where have you been? And Jack's like, you know what? Call a town meeting. And then the mayor's like, oh, when do you want it? He's like, immediately. (laughs) And I'm like, why did you ask that question? (laughs) Like, so then the mayor's driving around town saying like, town meeting tonight, town meeting tonight. And then Sally's like, oh, all right, I can get out because he's knocked out. (laughs) Does she put like a blanket over him? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm like, oh, cute. (laughs) Well, tucks him in. At least she's still carrying him in though he's an (laughs) asshole. Um, so then we go to the town meeting later that night and Jack's giving another musical performance about Christmas town and what Christmas is, but the other townspeople aren't getting it. Like he's saying like, you know, there's, there's this giant sock that you hang on a wall like a stocking and one of the black town people come up and like, Oh, he's like, they're a dead foot inside. Like, is it smelly? Like, and he's like, no, no, no. Like you're not understanding. And then they kind of muttering to themselves. Like, I don't know what he wants from us. Like Jack's gone a bit mental. He's gone off the rails. Yeah. So then he's like, well, he's like, I better give them what they want. So then he goes into this spiel about the ruler of Christmas town and says, he's this giant red man with claws for hands. And he's known as Sandy Claus. Yeah. Which I love how they call him Sandy Claus and not Santa Claus. Yeah. Because Jack, like when he was in Christmas Town and he overheard someone say Santa Claus, he misheard it. Yeah. Would would he have misheard it from a kid who like can't really say Santa and goes Sandy? Possibly, but also he did see like Santa's silhouette. Yes. And with the way the shadow was hitting, he looked like he had really long fingers. Yes, true. So makes sense. It does make sense. So as soon as he says like Sandy Claws, everyone's like, oh, nah, he's creepy. All right, let's do it. (laughs) We're in. (laughs) And then he's like, you know, they're not understanding, but at least they're excited, I guess. Yeah. So Jack's at home reading all his books about Christmas and he's doing research and he's like, I just want to make sense of it all. Like it doesn't make sense. I need it to make sense. And then he's like, you know, oh, I'll head off to the doctor's place and I'll get some, like, scientific equipment to do experiments. So we go to the doctor's place and he's mad that Sally poisoned him again and says that she's poisoned him for the last time and locks her in her room. Yeah. And then Jack arrives. They have their little chit-chat, whatever, and Sally's overhearing this and she's like, why is he doing experiments? Like, that's so weird. And then it cuts to Jack being home doing the experiments and he's chucked like a crushed up bauble in some water or something over a Bunsen burner and it starts glowing green. And he's like, hmm, 
interesting reaction. Yeah. But what does it mean? And I'm like, I don't think it has a meaning, mate. No, it doesn't have no meaning. Just mean. enjoy it. <laughs> but while he's doing this, Sally's like, he's working hard, doing his experiments. I'm going to make him a little picnic basket, some wine, you know. And she, like, threads it with some rope out her window. And then, so that she can get out, she jumps out the window. Yeah. And when she lands, she falls into pieces because she's only held together by some stitches. Yes. So then she, like, picks herself back up, sews herself back together, and goes on her merry way. So she then, like, hoists the picnic basket at Jack's house, like, pulls it up. It's banging against the window. He opens it, and he grabs the basket out, and then he, like, looks down and sees Sally, and he's like, oh, Sally, I never really noticed you before, but you're kind of (laughs) cute. And then he, like, looks at the wine or whatever, looks back down, and she's gone. Yeah. Because she's, like, hiding behind a wall. She's like, I can't go back home now. I've just escaped, and I'm not going back. Yeah. So then she's hiding, like, behind this wall, and she picks up a flower, and she does the thing that I did as a kid. It was the, like, he loves me, he loves me not thing. The classic flower pulling. (laughs) Yeah. And while she's doing this, the flower she's holding just starts shaking and turns into a Christmas tree, and then it bursts into flames. And she's like, oh, this is a bad sign. Yeah. No, no, no. So she has a vision that Jack's going to mess up Christmas. Yeah, or it's just, it's going to end horribly. Yeah. Um. So then I'm assuming Jack's been in his little tower for a little bit because then all the townspeople sing another song saying, like, something's up with Jack, you know, hope he's all right. And then this, this mum is walking past with her child on a leash around oh, his neck. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I can't remember what she says, but then the kid says, I hope he hasn't died <laughs> in, like, the cutest voice ever. And it just makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Because it just sounds so innocent. And I'm like, I like you, kid. Yeah. You're cute. Yeah. <laughs> so Jack decides he wants to do Christmas this year. Yeah. That, that's his conclusion to everything. Yes. And so he gets everyone to line up at the town hall to get their jobs for what they're going to do for their Christmas. And I remember the mayor saying it's going to be like a horrible Christmas and Jack's like, no, it's going to be a jolly Christmas. And he goes back to anxious face because he's like, no, I've messed it up. (laughs) How could I? Yeah. So this is where we meet Lock, Shock and Barrel who have the very important job of capturing Sandy Claus (laughs) for Jack. Which I wouldn't trust these three kids at all. They're very mischief. Oh, mischievous, sorry. Because they are henchmen for a certain villain. The big dog. (laughs) My boy. And so when Jack has given them this task, he's like, and before you leave, you leave him out of this. He's got nothing to do with this. And they're like, oh, my God, I wouldn't dream of it. Like, how do you think we would do that while they're crossing their fingers behind their backs, little shits? Cheeky little bastards. (laughs) So they head off and they sing... It's, I think it's my favourite song. All the ways they, go, they could kidnap yeah. Santa. Yeah. Could kidnap Mr. Sandy Claus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're giving out all their ideas for how they should do it. And I don't actually know which one's which. I just know Barrel is, like, the short one that has, like, the clown mask on. Oh, uh, with that massive smile when he takes yeah. it off. Yeah. But I don't know who's who. Yeah. But either way, they're all bloody crazy little children. Yeah. And we get to see they're, like... Talking about their plans while they're, like, boiling up this bug that they're going to give to Oogie Boogie. As a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. And that's where we see his silhouette for the first time. Yes, I am playing with the workshop work. Build-A-Bear. The Build-A-Bear that we got of him <laughs> because as soon as he We are adults and, with adult money. <laughs> yeah, I am an adult with adult money and I can do whatever the fuck I want with my money. <laughs> Uh, and this is what I did because I knew we were covering this movie. We got one for a movie we're covering in December. You're going to have to wait for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see the silhouette of him and I get excited every time. Yeah, it's- it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, so yeah, after they've decided what they're going to do, we cut back to the town hall and it's Sally's turn next. And Jack's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad, like, you came. Like, this is your job. And Sally's trying to tell him, like, you cannot do this. 
it's going to end in a disaster. And he's like, no, like you're perfect for the job. And she's like, that's not what I mean. Yeah. Listen. Typical man not listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very well aware that I do not listen to the shit you say sometimes. Yeah. So this was like, oh, yeah, nah. I can't help you there, Jack. No. You did fuck up. <laughs> so, yeah, Sally has the task of making the Santa suit. Yes. Because he's like, you're the perfect person for it. You know how to sew because you have to sew yourself back together all and the time. And I do laugh because the kids come back because they're like, we got him, we got him. And no, they got the Easter bunny instead. And Jack is so mad. He's like, which door did you go in? Yeah, and so. they're like, the door you told us. And he's like, did it look like this? And then like one of them was like, oh, I told you we're supposed to go through that door. And then he like apologizes to the Easter bunny. Like, yeah, I'm but sorry. before this, <laughs> I remember because he's giving that. Dude, that was behind Sally the job. And the bunny goes up to sniff him and he's like, bunny. And scares the shit out of the bunny. Yeah, so he just jumps back in the sack that he got kidnapped. Yeah. And he's like apologizing and he's like, you take him back. You take him home. And then you go get Sandy Claus. Yeah. From this door. Yes. And they're like, yeah, like it won't happen again. Sorry. Yes. Stupid. They are very stupid. And then this is where we get the making Christmas song. Yeah. So all the townsfolk are talking about what they're doing, what toys they're making. While Jack is going around like he's got the biggest smile on his face and he's giving them tips on how to make these presents more horrifyingly better. Yeah. I like to call it Halloweenifying. Yeah. The presents. I can see that. I just see all the red lines in the notes. Because it's like, this is not a word. I'm like, it is now. <laughs> and then we cut to Santa, who's che- who's checking the naughty list and nice list again, because it's Christmas Eve now. And then he gets a knock at the door. And he's like, who could that be? Like, no one would come and bother me on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I've got a big job ahead of me. And he opens it and all he hears is trick or treat. And he's like, what? And then he gets kidnapped. Yes. By these children. Yes. So then we get back to Halloween Town and Jack's doing his final suit fitting with Sally and she's like, you you can't do this. And he's like, I can, like, it's fine. And she's like, no, like, it is going to end in disaster. Yeah. And he, I think he gets on like, he doesn't get on the same page as her because he's like, yeah, because I am missing something. And then this is where the kids come back with Santa and he takes the hat and he goes, oh, now I'm complete. Yeah. Like, I can do this now. Yeah. Stupid. And I love it how they're like, okay, you can take Santa. Make sure he's comfortable. And I don't know why. I was trying to think about it. I was like, why did they kidnap him? So Jack was saying, like, you know, you can take your vacation. Like, I've got Christmas this year. You, you don't have to worry. You can have a vacation. Yeah. And I'm like, but why kidnap him? Because. Like, did you want to like... kidnap him so he couldn't, like, yeah. meddle with it? Yes, I reckon. It's like a subconscious thing. Yeah, he's like, if I, if Santa's still out there or Sandy is still yeah. out there, like, he'll fuck up my plans. Yeah. I also want to mention that when Santa pops out of the sack and he's got his hands out, Jack's like, oh, you have normal hands. I thought you had claws. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, it doesn't get mentioned after that. <laughs> no, that's it. So, yeah, they, he tells them to go take Santa to somewhere more comfortable and obviously they take him to Oogie Boogie. Yeah, because that was their plan all along. And it was funny how they're trying to get him down the pipe. To but get he's to, too big. And they're like, he's too big. And he's like, no, if he can fit down a chimney, he can get through here. And he eventually does get down. And, yes, favourite song of the movie for me. Oogie Boogie song. Yes. It's such a catchy song. It's so catchy. Do you want to explain who Oogie Boogie is? Oh, like, how do you explain him? He's like a gambling man. (laughs) He is this giant sack-like creature, calls himself the Boogie Man, and we don't know yet, but... Basically, like, bugs come out of his sacks and stuff because I know he says a line about how he's, like, dangling from somewhere or something and, like, the top of his head opens and a spider comes out. Like, it's really cool. And then there's, like, bugs that come out of his mouth and shit. It's gross. It's gross, but I love him still. Yeah. So, basically, he is, like, a murderer. Yeah. A killer because... 
yeah, he plays games with his victims and, like, tortures them. Yeah, it's, like, very Vegas-like. Yeah. Like, roulette tables, slot, slot machines. machines, blackjack, all that type of shit yeah. in his, like, little dungeon area. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I am a gambling man, but I don't play fair. Yeah. I'm like, of course you don't, you little <laughs> shit. And I'll explain it later because <laughs> it's, like, one of my favourite parts in the movie. Yeah. So then Sally... Is like, I have an idea for this to not happen. This is my last attempt to stop this shit from happening. And she pours some sort of mixture in the fog fountain. Juice. Oh, was that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, it was juice. called fog juice. And it makes it all super foggy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, now I can't take off in this. And then the mayor back again on his anxious face. He's like, oh, Christmas is ruined. Yeah. And then the kid from before that's like was saying that he hoped Jack hadn't died. He's like, oh, it's no Christmas. And he's crying. And all the <laughs> townspeople are like, oh. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the bad people. Yeah. Why are you upset? I thought you'd be more upset if Halloween didn't happen. I not know. Christmas. But then cute little Zero comes. And he, Jack notices his light bulb nose. Kind of like Rudolph. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you can light the way. So they head off. And Sally's like, well, I tried my best. Yeah. And then we hear Sally's song. So she goes through her feelings for Jack, how she feels that it's not reciprocated. And she's like, does he, will he ever notice me? Yeah. Because he's too busy in his own things and his own life that he's not even noticing Sally. Yeah. And she's like, I just, I don't think we're meant to be. Yes. And that makes her really sad. Yes. And then, yeah, Jack's, Jack's being Santa. Yeah. Dropping off presents, saying ho, ho, ho. But these presents are tormenting all the children and the parents. Yes. To the point where they're freaking out and they call the police and they're like, this toy is trying to kill me. Yeah, and I love it. He's like, oh, you're the second yeah. call. And then it gets to the point where he's got like eight different phones going off. Like, yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like, yes, 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 someone's coming. Yes, someone's coming. Like, lock all your doors. Lock your windows. And it's getting like reported on the news. Yeah. And back in Halloween Town, they're watching all of this on like a, I think it's at the fountain. Yeah. It's like a little TV yeah. I don't know how it works. And everyone's cheering it on. Like, they're like, yeah, this is awesome. And Sally's like, no, this is going horribly wrong. Because like, this news report says they've organized a military presence to gun him down. Yeah. And this is where Sally's like, okay, I've got to go find Sandy Claus. Because he needs to fix this. And then we go back to Oogie, who's playing his dice game with Sandy and, oh, sorry. Yeah, with Sandy Claus. Yeah. And Sally distracts him with her leg, which is so funny because it's like being like that sexy, sexy kind of <laughs> leg. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And so she's trying to help Sandy escape with the rest of her body. And I do love it when she eventually gets caught because he like lifts the leg and he's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Because like as he grabs her leg, he just grabs the whole thing and then realizes it's not attached to anyone. Yeah. And he's like, oh. So then they both get captured. Yes. And then this is where we cut back to Jack and, like, this is where missiles are starting to, like, get fired. And he's like, oh, they're like... They love me. And then he realises that they're going for him and he's like, oh, Oh. shit. (laughs) And eventually gets gunned down and wakes up in a cemetery and he's upset because he's like, oh, I've ruined Christmas. Yeah. He's like, I thought I was doing something good. I was trying my best and I ruined it. Yeah. And this is where he realized, which is such a cool moment in this movie. He realizes, no, I am the pumpkin king. I like scaring people. I like tormenting. This is my thing. This is my thing. And now I've got so many cool ideas for next year. Like I can't wait for next Halloween. And then then he realizes it snaps in him. He's like, oh, but I've ruined Christmas. But I've ruined Christmas and I hope I can fix things. Yeah, so he's like, I need to go back and find Sandy. Yeah. But because of the news report, they went around saying, like, the the um, fake Santa had been gunned down. So everyone back at Halloween Town, they're now freaking out and crying. <laughs> Not as much as the man, as he just hops in the car and he's like, Jack Jack's is dead. dead. <laughs> Like, just going everywhere. On his megaphone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, because they drive kind of past where Oogie's lair is. It's like the little bit of, like, ah, oh, shit moment. Because Sally's like, you wait until Jack hears about this. He'll come and... And before she can finish her sentence, all you hear in the background is, Jack is dead. And then she's like, 
Oh, okay. And then Oogie's like, ha ha, like, <laughs> yeah, you little shit. I, one. <laughs> I love it because he like rolls the dice and what does he get? Seven, the first go. Because he like yeah. breaks it and he's like, one, two, three, four, oh. Five, six, seven. <laughs> so, yeah, the, he's, like, tied them to this board that as it cranks up, they'll slide into this pot of burning things. Yeah. And then Jack is there because he's, like, where else Yeah, you would see he him be? in the background as he's as coming As he's, down. like, crawling through trying to, like, save them. Yeah, and this is where Oogie's, like, all right, your time's up. And he, like, rolls the dice into this skeleton and it comes out and he's, like, snake eyes. Ah, oh, hits the table. Ah, oh, 11. Yeah, because <laughs> like, now he's happy. a little shit, man. So then he's like, all right, it was nice knowing you guys. And then cranks it and then they all, they both slip and he's giggling. But then he's like, I didn't hear them fall into the liquid. No. Something's up. And he like pulls down the. The board. The board. And Jack's like, hello, Oogie. And he's like, ah, oh, Jack, I thought you were dead. Yeah. And he's like, wouldn't you like it if I was? <laughs> yeah. So then he goes, well, now you'll be double dead. And like steps on like this button. That starts it all. That starts it all. And like these cards come up, the kings, and they're like swiping at Jack. But obviously Jack's avoiding everything. And Oogie's like. Trying to run away. Trying to run Waddling away. Waddling away. Yeah. And then he. Does he. He pulls like a lever or something and the cards fall down and then those cowboy slot machine things come yeah. out and Jack just starts dancing on top of the gun. Yeah. And then Oogie's like laughing and then realises, oh shit, I'm about to be shot and starts running the other way. Yeah. And then he pulls something else and like this chainsaw wheel or something, this cutting wheel comes. Yeah. At Jack and Sally's like, watch out. So then Jack jumps out of the way and it slices the guns off, but he lands right in front of Oogie. So then Oogie's like, ah, shit. Yeah, and he, like, panics and he doesn't notice that some of his string... Is hanging. Is hanging. And then he, like, jumps on, like, the claw and he's like, all right, bye-bye, Jack. Like, you can never catch me. And he's like, oh, really? Like, basically, I think your time's up now, mate. And he... Pulls the string, the sack falls up, and you just see that Oogie's just bugs, really. Full of bugs. Just full of bugs. And he's like, ah, my bugs, my bugs. And as he's, like, dying, which, watching it back, kind of reminded me of, like, when Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz throws water on to... um, The Wicked Witch. Yeah, it's like that I'm melting, but instead of I'm melting, it's my bugs, and it gets more high-pitched as he, like, starts to... Die more. Yeah. And then there was, like, one rogue bug that was like, my bugs, and then he steps on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't step on it. Santa Claus does. Oh, yeah. And then this is where Jack is like, I'm so sorry. Like, I hope you can fix it. And Santa gets a bit pissed off, which yeah. who wouldn't? And he's like, if you ever feel like stealing someone else's holiday, steal someone, like, stealing a holiday again, steal someone else's, not mine. Yeah. Or basically stay in your lane. If you want to do it again, don't. Yeah. <laughs> So then Santa goes and fixes everything, takes all the evil toys away, delivers nice toys. And and I thought this was nice because he could have been an asshole and just gone about his thing. But he flies back over Halloween town and goes like, happy Halloween. And then Jack says, Merry Christmas. And they get we get another rendition of what's this as snow starts to fall in Halloween town. And all the townsfolk are like, what is this? Yeah. And they're you know, playing hockey, throwing snowballs, the vampires are ice skating. And then this is where Jack finally, like, notices Sally. And I'm yeah. like, bro, she's been in front of your eyes the whole bloody time. And this is where Jack starts to sing to her. And they finish with the line of, we're simply meant to be. With, with a kiss. With a kiss. Happy endings. Because it's a Disney movie. <laughs> you can't have bad endings. No. And that is The Nightmare Before Christmas. As I said, you can watch this any time of the year. Yeah. But it's probably more relevant to watch it Halloween or Christmas. I just watch it whenever. Yeah. Because I just, I love it. It's an easy watch. Well, yeah, because it's it's not even a long movie. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Almost two hours long. But when you were taking notes, I was like, it's only an hour and 20? Mm. But, like, it doesn't feel like that. It feels... Long. It feels long, but it goes quick. It goes very, very quick. And I don't know... Are they making a remake to this? I hope not. Because I'm hearing things of, like, Billie Eilish playing as Sally. 
Well, she did do that show, I think it was last year on Halloween um, with Danny Elfman and they were singing. I I hope they don't because remakes are usually shit. And I know that a few years ago, Tim Burton came out and was like, we are not doing a sequel. We don't want that. No one wants that. Yeah. He never said there was. Okay. I've just looked it up. No. No. Okay, so... Good. Don't believe everything you see on Facebook, everyone. Good. Because Uh, that's the thing. This movie does not need to be remade. It is absolutely perfect the way it is. Yeah. doesn't need a sequel because we ended on a happy note. Yes. And there were a few, like, deleted scenes that they never put in, like, where... The Christmas Town people went to Halloween Town and like played around like with them when they were playing in the snow. Yeah. And then also another scene where Santa comes back a few years later to visit Jack and Oh, has here a we kid. go. Eilish will be joined by Danny Alfman who voiced Okay, so it was like a TV concert special. Yeah. Okay, that's where I saw it. Cause then it came up on my Facebook and I was like they're remaking it? Yeah, I was like, surely not. Okay, that's my bad. I apologise. <laughs> well, anyway, that is it from us. If you want to follow us, go to our Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. Or Twitter, official BWH Pod. Or even our TikTok, BWH Pod. Which, if you are following us on Instagram or TikTok, there was a little hint that we posted at the start yes, of October. I was very cheeky about this one. So I found this cute little inflatable that is a skeleton body with a pumpkin head that I wanted to put in our front lawn for Halloween. And we'd already picked our whole like month of October of what we were doing. Yes. Like a month ago. Yeah. And as soon as we looked at him, we were just like, we need to name him. We need to name him Zach. And then I was like, well, Zach sounds like Jack. He also looks like Jack. Just the opposite with the pumpkin head. Yeah. So then we decided to call him Zach the Pumpkin Prince. The long lost cousin of Jack. <laughs> so that was a little hint for those of you that caught it. If you're not following us on Instagram or TikTok, you probably should because we post some fun things. Yes. Like TikTok has all our trailer reactions, which we just reacted to Megan, which looks fucking sick. It looks amazing. Can't wait for that. I... Got a bit sceptical because I know January is where people put their shit movies in. But after Scream came out and this year and it was so good. Yeah. I'm a bit more hopeful and it looks awesome. Yeah. She looks creepy as. Yeah. We also have a Gmail. Yeah. Uh, Betterwatchhorrorpod at gmail.com. Where you can bring in your requests, which please get them in because... November's looking pretty open for yeah. us, and we want to do a whole month of... Whatever you guys want. Yeah. yeah. Any movies, true crimes you want us to do, let us know. Let us know. And that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.